Hello, good evening. Um, this is something that I've been waiting for um, for months to in interview Miss Eva Liu. Welcome, Eva Liu. Hello, hi everyone. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Dr. Nasati. It's my pleasure to be here. <laughs> I'm very glad that you're here because, you know, um, your, your design thesis is a very important design thesis. It's called the Karinchi Neighborhood Park Linkage in the bigger picture of Kampong Karinchi um, design thesis um, approach of the U Unit 2 studio regarding um, the master planning of Kampong Karinchi. Yours is totally to do with the street environment. Although you did tackle a small building um, to satisfy the department's requirement, but uh, I would like to hear from you, uh, Eva, about your personal journey of design thesis. Why did you decide on doing this Grinchy Neighborhood Park linkage? And I'd like your personal reasons for this, your decision. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I, I, I will start by um, uh, saying that because our unit is based on um, site issue design approach so basically i was um visiting the site and then i came across this uh, issue that the local residents there who are of um, low income the b40 community in Karinchi, basically they are actually living in a high um, density living environment which uh really lack of urban green spaces for their own um, physical activity and also for some recreational activity, which eventually cause um, a lack of physical activity and it eventually caused poor health um, status among the residents. So, so I was uh, a bit concerned with their current living environment that is really not so livable. And I decided to, um, to take on this journey to design something that uh, I hope can improve their um, uh, their lifestyle and also to um uh sorry doctor can we restart i'm a bit nervous <laughs> continue you're doing fine so i'd like to, to, to ask you you know uh, talking about uh health and lack of recreation yeah. can you actually talk to, the, to them about it do you yeah 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 i did interview them yeah um yeah so so i was um visiting the site uh, for different time of the day. And then, uh, especially during the evening, I noticed that uh, many of the residents, they are actually casually hanging out um, below the uh, low-cost housing area. And then the Machi Pachi, they were just sitting there doing nothing and then watching some of the children playing in the, um, in the open space yeah, uh, below the low-cost housing. And then they were they were they were having nothing to do but they kind of enjoy looking at the children playing um uh, playing during evening time uh, then i was chatting with them um uh, why why are you you observe a Sorry? lot of things uh, apart from them chatting with each other there were also other bad conditions that you notice yeah there's also lack of um, gardening area and they tend to uh, plant some uh, potted plants along the corridor outside of their units and then they also utilize the window space. Some of them they actually pass down those um, real 
uh, outside of their window just to have more space for uh, gardening and also to dry their clothes. So um, it appears to me that they really lack um, this kind of uh, extra space for their own personal use. Yeah, and, and I noticed that the lack of um, urban green space is really impacted their, their life a lot. Lah. And they, they share with me that actually they wish to uh, have activities, exercise in uh, the Bukit Kirinchi and also the Bukit Gasing that is actually one kilometer away from them. But because of the street that is so um, dangerous, full of cars, and then the trains are so um, uh, uh, dangerous without proper sidewalk. So they are actually not really um, visiting that uh, uh, existing available green spaces like on a daily basis because of the inconvenience and inaccessibility. So they only will um, spend their time there during the weekends where they have more um, time to spend with their families. Lah. So I was thinking um, how, how good it is if they can enjoy these kind of spaces on a daily basis, especially for those um, elderly people and also for the children. Yeah, basically they don't have um, much space to hang out. Yeah. Even the current available green spaces below the PPR housing area is very limited on their facilities. It's only catered for um, certain specific um, kind of activity which don't involve all ages. Yeah, so I noticed that it's actually not a well-planned um, housing development that can cater for the needs of all ages, yeah, especially for these two of people. You were drawn into this project. Um, at first, you did not want to do this. You, you were thinking of doing another type of project or you really wanted to do, in the beginning, some project like this? Mm, in the beginning, in the beginning, I was only thinking about how to create more recreational spaces for these people. Yeah, but along the way, uh, as I discussed more with my tutors like uh, you and then Kevin, Lisa, and also with other external um, panels that were invited, uh, then I was being introduced to a whole new perspective on my uh, design thesis direction which um, especially having the thought that I can actually tackle this issue on a more, um, how to say, on a bigger picture, which is on the master planning uh, kind of approach. Because uh, what the issue that I want to solve cannot be solved by just providing a simple recreational center in, uh, in the middle of the PBR cringe. It is it's actually... Um, deal with a bigger issue that the urban environment in uh, in our country is facing, which is poorly designed um, public realm due to the lack of integration between um, uh, the built environments such as like architecture and then uh, infrastructure, um, urban planning, and also interior design. So, so I was what, what yeah. Is, what is your thesis actually? Please describe your thesis. I mean. When you, you gave us all the issues, but how did you yeah. do it? How did you solve the problem? Okay, so um, for me, my thesis is um, basically it's about removing the design boundaries of the built environment. Yeah, so as I dig deeper into studying the problems like I mentioned just now, so I actually discovered 
a lot of other um, issues that is all are connected to this issue that I'm trying to solve. Yeah, so uh, so I'm, I'm actually trying to explore a different kind of um, architecture typology, a social infrastructure that can, uh, that I call it Crenshi Neighborhood Park Linkage because it's actually a linkage that I'm trying to create. Yeah, that can grow from the existing green spaces, which is Bukit Gassing, and it grows all the way organically and, and merge um, with the current street, the public realm, into the heart of Crenshi itself. How yeah, is which is... How, how long is it? How far is it? Your, how wide or far that your... your we need to give the audience some idea about how big this project was, how far and wide. One kilometer away, two kilometers? Yeah, for that, linkage uh, is actually one kilometer away. Yes. Between Bukit Gasing and also uh, the heart of Kerinchi itself. You can imagine the different types of uh, problems along that one kilometer of linkage that you created. So what were the problems that you're resolving along that one kilometer? Yeah, um, the problem is actually um, uh, quite complex as I'm uh, trying to find the solutions. That's why it, uh, it requires me to visit the site on new, how to say, yeah, for quite a number of time because uh, along that one kilometer, it actually consists of different kind of housing development. For example, the immediate um, residential space beside the public housing is actually a high-end um, housing area, high-end residential area, and then along that street is actually full of edges like fence, fences and gates. Yeah, because it's private housing, so um, along the street is just car park, and then beside the car park is just like fencing. Yeah, for the privacy of the private residents. And then um, towards the middle of the linkage is actually um, uh, terrace housing, normal terrace housing. And then the view here is quite interesting because I started to see more um, uh, residents that are planting their own plants along the street. Yeah, then, uh, but the problem is along the street, the sidewalk is a lot of um, obstacle as well. Like, street lights blocking the sidewalk and then trees being planted in the middle of the sidewalk. And then the, the drain is also like very dangerous. It's open. Some of the drain size is even like one okay, you're not going to your solution. You're not going to your solution because uh, you're going mm -hmm. all over the place now. I, I want you to tell me what is the biggest problem of the street. Mm -hmm. The biggest problem that you wanted to reclaim the street for the people. What is the problem? Um, you were saying something that you interviewed hmm. them and you said something about cars parked, too many mm -hmm. cars parked and all that, didn't you? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, you know, you don't have space for recreation and you need to mm -hmm. reclaim the space so that they can have space for recreation. So was that yeah. your intention? I'm just speculating your intention. Maybe it's more than that. Yeah, definitely I'm trying to reclaim the public realm because currently the road is designed for cars. It's not um, human-oriented kind of design. So I was trying to find a balance between um, uh, allowing cars to access at the same time and still create a safe um, 
public environment for the pedestrian to access freely? Yeah, when I was there, I was I was looking mm -hmm. at why are these cars parked here? Old cars, and they're parked on the sidewalk. You know, I was there yeah. in Kampong Krinci. Cars, mm -hmm. which are, you know, the, the B40 population, they, they, uh, they, they, sometimes they ride on the motorbike, four or five people on the motorbike, the whole family with little kids. Uh, there's mm -hmm. lack of public transportation there, bus transportation. And then, you know, they're not regular, you know, and they need the flexibility mm -hmm. of getting around. So they, mm -hmm. they buy all uh, or used cars. And after a year, the used cars will break down, but they don't know what to do mm -hmm. with it. Park it on the sidewalks and mm -hmm. uh, it's left there to rot. And then the local authority don't come and clear it up. You know, it's such a bad thing, isn't it? And then they have to walk on the road. If they want to exercise, they will exercise. They have to walk on the road, which is dangerous. So mm -hmm. it's a really, really, really bad situation, full of um, uh, apathy, right? Apathy means tidak apa, tidak apa, tak kisah. Biarlah kamu mampus ke apa, go and die. Is it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the <laughs> existing condition in Kerenci. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, how, I mean, your project, it solved the problem, right? Well, how does it solve the problem of all this apathy? And why is it so important to get back this recreational space, which you say is for the health and the recreational mm -hmm. activities? Because I, for instance, I'm not a B40, can say lah. So I can mm -hmm. walk out and exercise every... I'm disabled, right? I can... Mm -hmm. Go and use my crutches and walk out and use recreational spaces in my condominium every day. And these people, mm -hmm. the disabled people, they are locked up in their houses, right? In in yeah. the area. And they'll mm -hmm. just become worse and worse and they will have more physical problems, right? So access yeah. to facilities, when you clear up those spaces, they will be able to go to safer area, to go to the clinic, to go to you know places which they need to. At least to walk around so they can work up the sweat. So isn't yeah. that a big deal for the B40? Yeah, for me, yes, because um, um, people of low income they don't really have uh extra money to spend on their uh, medical expenses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it, it's also a luxury for them, you know, just to pay for extra expenses for their health issues. So, so I I, I really want to design something that can um, fill the gap that they are facing right now by introducing this social infrastructure, this green linkage that not only um, bring them to the green, but also to allow the green to grow uh, closer to them. It's like the moment they step up from their door, they can see the green in front of them and they can get in contact with nature and also have the uh, opportunity to have this kind of um, uh, physical activity easily without Having to think, oh, how do I go to that? Because there's, you know, one one kilometer away with so many obstacles along the way. Yeah, so this is actually what I'm trying to achieve. Lah. But I also believe that um, I may not be able to solve all the issues, especially the uh, the lack of car park issue that is they, they are currently facing. So actually for my... um. Uh, the linkage that I'm creating. Well, it's okay if you you create a better street environment. Environment there's better public transportation. You know, yeah. they, they will use more of the public transportation. They can use 
personal mm -hmm. mobility device, you know, bicycles mm -hmm. and all, because they have a safer environment. So they don't need cars anymore. If they need to go and buy grocery, mm -hmm. they can go to Juyin's uh, street market or, <laughs> you know, they, you know, now yeah. in order for them to want to go to buy groceries, they have to go to the road mm -hmm. and they have to drive a car. So it's like a circle of, uh, you know, so you, you actually, by creating the pathways, um, they don't need mm. a car anymore. But, you know, yeah, if, yeah. If to the, uh, people who are listening in should go and have a look at your drawings. Or, then, because your drawings are very compelling in trying to show what you're doing. But part of this, uh, part of this, this uh, chat today, this interview, is to ask about the problems that you encountered during in the design PC studio itself. Were you, do you feel that, because with this design thesis approach, we collaborate with the students. There's a lot of yeah. collaboration between the tutors and the students. Mm -hmm. And uh, how do you feel in terms of thinking independently your design thesis? Were you able to think, in the, uh, did you do your thesis independently? And how many percent of, it, of your thesis you did independently? Okay. Um, okay. I don't think I'm very independent when I'm handling my thesis because uh, first and foremost, this is like the first master planning exercise that I did um, uh, throughout the architecture years. And then it's also something very, very new that I never experienced before. All this while I was just doing a building design. Yeah. So uh so so when i am uh coming to a point of having to do this design thesis that involved urban planning i actually um needed a lot of conversation between um tutors and also with the external uh panels that uh community you invited and that is very helpful for me to 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 see things from a different perspective that i never thought i can uh, uh that I can tackle issues. So, but in terms of carry out the research, I think I am independent enough you know, to go to site, to interview the uh, residents and to gather information. And after that, I still need a lot of like conversation. Yeah, because like you said, it's actually a collaboration. And, and I think uh, without the conversation with uh, all of you, I don't think I can uh, develop my thesis to a whole new level. Uh, I may just stop at the point of wanting to provide a building, you know, a recreational center but rather than... Concept, your yeah. concept uh, of, you know, uh, what mm. concept, um, when do you get the, your concept? Is it in SEM, SEM 1 or SEM 2? The concept, um, uh, during the time when you ask us to do the poster design, is it semester yeah. 1, right? You, you still use that poster right until the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, this one, I think I need to thank Kevin because I was having a quick session with him and then I was stuck for quite a long time because for me, I still feel it's too complex for me to handle like, with all the issues, with different kind of uh, disciplines other than architecture. It really overwhelmed me. So, so I was chatting with Kevin and then he kind of Help me to piece together the issues and uh, the, the, the direction of my thesis. Uh, and only then 
I when I do this exercise of doing poster, then somehow it just I do it subconsciously. I think even the time when I produce a poster, I don't really grasp that concept. But somehow along the way, it kind of helped me um, to have a better idea in terms of how to develop my thesis. Yeah, I think it's... That, that poster was very yeah. helpful to you, yeah? That poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, mm, yeah. the tree branches that grow yeah, from the gassing. <laughs> instinctively. The first time you did it, yeah, yeah. artistically. But yeah, you kept on using that poster throughout the whole year and until the end, even now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when you think back about this journey, um, mm. why was that poster important, you think? Why was that poster important? Mm. Um, I, for me, I think... Um, Sometimes when we do when we do design, when we uh, try to develop a concept, a lot of times we just depend on um, architectural sketches, not so much on the abstract uh, part of it. Yeah, so I think it's the first time that I learned how to develop a concept through poster design, and it somehow instinctively um, helped me to come up with a concept that can um, connect all the ideas together. Yeah, and then that really guides me along the way when I'm developing my thesis. Then I see that, oh, actually, uh, it's connected. I, I also don't know how to describe because what I'm, the thesis that I'm doing is actually um, has a lot to do with nature, with plants, vegetations, with uh, life. And the process that I came up with is actually um, the symbol of it. And and the more I uh, develop my thesis, and it kind of helped me um, to, to come up with more and more ideas that is um, guiding me towards the end. Uh, yeah. Yes, the poster is very abstract. And, um, yeah. Were, uh, and you know, when, when critique of uh, critique or the tutor, they when they say something, they they don't want mm -hmm. to give you the answer, right? They they have in their mind mm -hmm. some ideas, and once mm -hmm. you did something and we said that one is good, but then you decided not to use that again. Why didn't you use that? Remember, there were the structure next to the high rise that you did right for the recreational. Mm -hmm. that was, I mean, this is what I recall that uh, mm -hmm. you sort of, it looks like you were exper experimenting and exploring with mm -hmm. a lot of ideas because although the poster was very clear and one of the best posters that was drawn in the week five in semester one, there was still mm -hmm. a lot of struggle in terms of detail, right? Were you struggling with programs even in semester two? The program issue was still being struggled, struggled right? Mm, yeah, to be honest, I was really struggling with coming out with a, a program that fits my thesis. Because, like I say, it's really very complex. And then we can have a lot of perspective in terms of um, solving the issue that I want to solve. So a lot of times, I think I, I really don't have the knowledge and um, the critical mindset to help me to, to how to say, 
So just fighting on certain idea that I propose during the um, presentation session with some of the critics. Yeah, that's why you see me like, hey, why am I showing some ideas on this week? And then on the next week, I kind of took a step back and then I come up with different idea. Uh, I think during that time, I was really struggling with the programming part. And I'm not sure what is the right program that, that fits the needs of the community there. Looking, yeah. looking back at those struggle that you had, um, you are analyzing yourself a year later, right? You're analyzing those struggles a year later. During that time, mm. you probably you probably were just trying trying to work it out week to week basis, mm. right? Based on the create, the studio create, yeah. and the interim mm -hmm. and studio create again and desk create again. You were just struggling. But now you can see it clearer what happened and why it happened, right? Yeah, right? yeah. Is it clearer now? Can you tell me if you had to do it over again, what would he have done? What would he have you done? Uh, not you only, but what is it that we could have done to help you? What is it that others could have helped you? Or what could you have done better? Okay. Uh, to reduce the struggle. <laughs> struggle but but the what happened what emerged later the the the, mm. the very good drawings that uh, architect david tay commented to be very commendable right during the portfolio mm. you were mm. you were commended by an architect and external examiner so you did a brilliant job regardless of the grade that you got and you have to know that mm. so you you must understand that you did a great job and that you struggle to get to that point of doing that great job. Maybe your your building was not that contributive to the overall design. You remember the building that you had to do? Maybe it's not yeah. that contributive. But mm. the rest of your master plan was excellent, right? Right? So this, I'm, telling, I'm, telling you, I'm telling you. So was yeah. the struggle worth it, Eva? Was it a worth struggle for you? Yeah, yeah. Super worth it. <laughs> I think without the struggle, I wouldn't see how much uh, I can go uh, like along this architecture journey. Yeah, it's definitely a breakthrough for me, lah. This, this, this. Mm. And then to answer your question, how can we um better the journey? Is it like yeah, yeah. what is something that we can do differently to help a student to reach to yeah. the point? What's your advice earlier? for us? Yes. What's your advice for us? Um. Um, I think for tutors, basically you, you guys are doing a really good job already because basically you are just giving me advice and suggestion based on the perspective that you think the thesis should go about. But I think what is more important is for the student um, himself or herself to develop that critical mindset, to have the ability to filter what is uh, important uh, or what advice to be um, adopted to develop the thesis further. Because I think um, if the student himself also do not know what the thesis is all about, then he will tend to try to fulfill the um, direction or suggestion by uh, the tutors or external uh, panels. And along the way, he will lose himself, uh, like what I experienced. Lah. So, so I think uh, after a year looking back, I think I would definitely um, advise myself at that time to be more uh, firm um, and to go to site more often and as early as possible to understand exactly what the um, 
users really needs because I think I was not as thorough in my site visits in the earlier stage. So I couldn't really reach to a point that I was very, very confident with what I'm proposing. And along the way, I may just be, um, uh, be affected by other people's opinion because I also don't truly understand what my users needs. Yeah, so, so I think the turning point was really when I really know what I am designing and what uh, and who I am designing for, then I'm, I have the better ability to filter what I need to um, uh, collect to develop my thesis. Lab. So that is, I think that is the summary that I can share with you, lab, my personal journey. You know, we had that uh, session in DBKL with uh, YB Kuti mm. Fazil in KUL Design, and you were very helpful in organizing it. Mm. But that session itself, do you think it was a good session for you? I mean, was it like a, conclu a conclusion to the year, or was it just a waste of time? And what do you think about that session? Um, personally, I feel that it, it is a very helpful session. It's not always a time definitely because uh, because uh, when we when we study, uh, we do a thesis based on our hypothesis. So of course, I believe that our unit is more uh, realistic in a way because we really try to solve the issue, the, the side issue that the current people are really facing. So for me, that is really also very realistic already. Then um, to add on to that part is when we have the opportunity to present in that KUL design exhibition time. Yeah, to really present our idea as if we are going to build it, yeah, to execute our idea to the YB. You felt like, you felt like it's huh? going to prove. Yeah, yeah. If you feel like, oh, well, we are really doing this as a real project. It's not like uh, something that we think in the back of our mind, but it's not going to be realized. So I think mm -hmm. it's a good, Good. Um, good event to conclude our thesis journey. Yeah, and it's more complete, like, I would say, to our thesis journey as a whole. That's great. That's great. And you know, the, the PJ Town students, they will yeah. have a seminar with the MBPJ uh, next week. And you invite ah. and yeah, they will be. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, almost all of them. Um, and um, so, would you like to say, uh, this, we're coming towards the end of our interview, and would you like to say uh, any word of advice or anything to the present student and the future student, uh, or, or anybody else, <laughs> about architecture, anything at all that you wish <laughs> Sure. Um, advice are, um, uh, as, okay, okay. I'll just share a little bit of my thoughts. Now. Um, not to say advice, but Definitely, I will encourage um, future students who are going into uh, this year to be to be more courageous, to be bold, to explore on a different kind of um, project that is not limited by uh, designing and building itself. Yeah, I think uh, because for me personally, when I had to go through this master planning exercise, which I kind of reluctant in the beginning stage. Um, because due to the unfamiliarity and due to the lack of knowledge that we have as architecture students, we don't really learn about urban planning as much or landscaping, that, that kind of um, different expertise. But I learned that actually architecture is um, about designing for people and, uh, and we cannot design in isolation. We cannot just design a building 
and uh, fixing our mind on that four lines of boundary itself. But we need to learn to see the relationship between buildings and the surrounding. Uh, yeah, it can be just uh, the, the adjacent street uh, to the building and the, the sidewalk, the drain, how to design a drain, a proper drain that won't cause trouble to the street users and how the street lights are being positioned, how the trees uh, along the streets, everything has a um, purpose to it. Like, and I would say it will complement each other uh, to create a more livable built environment. So, so I think I would really encourage you know, future thesis students to, to be bolder, to experiment on this kind of uh, project, which involves more urban planning and master planning, because it will help us to become a more sensitive um, designer. Yeah, not just limiting ourselves to designing a four box building, which I think our current society needs more of this kind of sensitive designer. Yeah, to make this world a better place. So, so I think uh, it's a very fruitful and um, um, adventurous journey that I had with uh, Dr. Nazati, Kevin, and also Lisa throughout these two years of um, uh, uh, one year of thesis, yeah, and it really changed my mind and perspective on how architecture should be. Yeah, that's all. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Eva, for taking your time to be with us and giving your oh, it's thoughts. My pleasure. And uh, good luck to your uh, architecture uh, more architecture journey for you in the future. <laughs> Good luck. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. Take care. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs>